Hello and welcome into episode three of the BTN podcast. I'm Alex Rue from BTN.com, and I'm very happy to say we are now three shows deep into the podcast and we have not been canceled yet. So that's good. And before I introduce this week's guest, I want to let everyone know that we are expanding the number of online listening platforms where this podcast will be available. So you can now find the BTN podcast on SoundCloud, Google Play, Podbean, and iTunes. And it does now have its own dedicated iTunes channel. So just search BTN Podcast on any of those platforms and feel free to leave ratings and comments as well. And now that you know where to find the podcast going forward, I'll introduce our third guest. Former Iowa tight end George Kittle called in recently from the Bay Area, where he's currently training at rookie minicamp with the San Francisco 49ers. George was a fifth-round pick of the Niners in 2017 after tearing it up with the Hawkeyes for four years. And as Iowa fans already know, he's definitely a fun dude to talk to. Over the half-hour-plus interview, we discussed his pre-draft process, how basically his whole family is filled with Hawkeye legends, and how he is getting prepared for a potential training camp fight like we always see on Hard Knocks when the, uh, the summer heats up. So let's get into it. The BTN Podcast interview with George Kittle starts now. I'm happy to welcome George Kittle to the show. George is a former standout tight end for the Iowa Hawkeyes and was a fifth-round pick at the San Francisco 49ers in the 2017 NFL Draft. You can follow him on Twitter, at GKittle46. And when you get done watching his highlight videos from Iowa on ETN.com, be sure to follow him on Sundays this fall with the Niners. How's it going, George? It is going fantastic. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, thanks so much for joining me. Uh, So how are things going for you so far as a rookie in the NFL? Are you settling into San Francisco yet? Uh, yeah, no, I really am. I'm really enjoying my time here so far. It's a great uh, organization, great people. Um, you know, San Francisco is a little bit different than Iowa City, um, but thoroughly enjoying my time here and looking forward to spending more time here. I was just going to say, how has it been adjusting to uh, the Bay Area after coming from Iowa City? <laughs> it's a lot different. Um, you know, I haven't gotten too much time to explore because I'm basically getting shuttled uh, to and from the uh, hotel to the facilities. But, um, you know, I'm got a little chance to explore last weekend and uh you know really enjoying it so far so hopefully this weekend i'll have some more time off be able to see the city a little bit more yeah so we'll get into your time with the 49ers so far in a little bit but i want to get back to uh the time you spent preparing for the nfl draft and the time since you played your last game for iowa it's been about five months since you played your last game and it must have been a whirlwind process since you've had to do all kinds of preparations uh that all nfl prospective rookies have to go through like pro day workouts the nfl combine player meetings and then eventually the draft and now rookie camp with your new team the san francisco 49ers so just taking a deep breath and pausing to reflect over everything was it a journey you could say you you enjoyed so far yeah you know what um just really getting out of the you know done with the bowl game uh, i gotta go home for about a week um you know hang out with my family uh then i was off to dallas texas where i worked out in the exos facility um, and I was there till the combine, and that was really fun for me. Um, just being able to work out with you know players from across the country, um, just you know hear stories that they've had, their experiences, and uh, you know train for the combine, which is something that I was really looking forward to. So I, I thoroughly enjoyed my time down there. Um, and then the combine was fantastic. You know I loved every second of it. Um, it it's you know it's a stressful thing, especially if you're not prepared for it. But um, I think that you know my five years at Iowa and then. The, People at uh, Exos definitely helped me out prepare for uh, the stressful environment. Um, 
so that I really enjoyed that. You know, just being able to talk to all these, you know, different tight ends from the nation and guys from other positions. And along with that, just talking to coaches, you know, every night for a couple hours, that was really fun for me. And um, just being able to talk football again, because it seemed like a couple months since I last had. So that was really fun for me. Um, and then I was back in Iowa City training after the combine. Um, that was really fun for me to be back home and hang out with some of my uh, teammates. And then just, uh, you know, the draft. I mean, that, that was really fun for me, being able to hear my name called. It was just a dream I've had since I was a little kid. Um, and that was just a really fun experience for me. And now I'm in San Fran. I'm loving it. Yeah, and you had a pretty impressive combine, put up some numbers that really boosted you up the draft boards. And what would you say is the most has been the most eye-opening or surprising part of the entire process so far to you? Did anything really take you off guard? Um, you know, I wouldn't say anything took me really off guard. Um, I'd say just some things that I've learned that I might not have paid too much attention to in college was you know, a big thing um, is just how to manage your body um, and how to stay healthy, you know. That's one thing that my agents um, talk to me a lot about, and same with the uh, the coaches and trainers at San Francisco, just how much more attention to detail you have to be on your body, like especially what you eat, um, you know, when you're going to bed, uh, everything that you're doing. So that's one thing I've tried to pay more attention to, just to try to be as healthy as I can. Yeah, you put on quite a bit of weight from your freshman year at Iowa. Converting, <laughs> you converted to a, to a, from a wide receiver to a tight end, right? Yeah, well, free safety mostly. So... How much weight did you have to put on to uh, transform your body to, to tight end form? Um, well, I played my senior season of, uh, in high school at 180. So I put on about 72 pounds um, by, my, by my senior year. Uh, so, I mean, that's just a big um, you know, thank you to the Iowa strength conditioning staff. I mean, I was a twig when I got in there, and they knew what they were working with. And, you know, they believed in me, and they gave me the tools to – um, put on body weight and mass and strength and speed. So um, I'm just thankful that I was at a university that could, um, you know, help me get to where I needed to be to be the player that I wanted to be. What was your diet like transforming your body like that? Because I'm a Bears fan, and they drafted Adam Shaheen in this most recent draft, and his big story basically was he said he ate Chipotle constantly just to put on all that weight <laughs> and, and transform his body to be a tight end. What was your diet like at Iowa? Um well, let's see. I got up to 225 pretty quickly, uh, pretty easily, actually. You know, I didn't do m- too much to my diet. Um, but then with the um, – I mean, it's hard to play tight end at 225. So, And then also helped out sure. with – we started to get the unlimited meals um, after my – I think it was redshirt sophomore year. And so that was a big part. We were able to eat like three meals a day, and there was constituted um, the facilities. And then, you know, I um, drank a lot of protein shakes because I tried to intake as many calories as I possibly could. And, I mean, I, I think I got, I was at 240 going into my junior year, and then um, I was 250 by mid-February of uh, going into my senior year. So I just, you know, really focused on tiring and take as many calories as I possibly could. Yeah, so got to get the body NFL ready, obviously. Going to be oh, yeah. uh, playing with some big boys out there. So Yeah, definitely. But, um, Look forward to it. Yeah. And before you went out west, I have to touch on, a video that went kind of viral. You got a chance to be a part of a small pro wrestling event out in Iowa. And I know that's a big deal for you because you've said very often how you're, you're a very big uh, WWE fan. Yeah. You know, um, it was really all thanks to uh, my buddy who was on the team, uh, Steve Manners, who's a fullback. Um, he, <clears throat> I mean, he took his, uh, a giant leap into, uh, you know, he wanted to be a professional wrestler. So he went to a wrestling school in Davenport, Iowa 
and um, he got, you know, he got me into their facility. Um, I got to meet uh, one of the head guys, and you know, he just asked me because uh, my my buddy had a match <clears throat> the week before I left, and he said, like, "Hey, do you want to get in it?" And you know, of course, for me, I was ecstatic. I was like, "Of course, I do." Can't say no to that. <laughs> no, there's no way. Um, I made sure, you know, I couldn't get, um, you know, I couldn't get in trouble with the 49ers before I, you know, said yes to it, and they said I was fine. So, um, you know, that was really fun for me, being able to, um, you know, especially, you know, get just getting the ring in general, but being in there uh, with one of my close friends and um, just have some fun. Uh, that was something that you know, I'll never forget. That and hopefully I can get in the ring more often with him. Yeah, how did you become a WWE fan in the first place? You know, that's really funny. Um, it was actually because of my friend, Steve Manders. I uh, I was not really big into it. I would watch some of the pay-per-views with him um, when I uh, when he had him on because he paced the WWE Network, and so we get those. Um, it was really going to – the spring going into my – I think it was going into my senior year, uh, so like 2016 – the beginning of 2016, um, he would come over to my – I lived about a block away from Kinnick, and so – He'd come over every day and he'd put on like classic matches of The Rock or Stone Cold Steve Austin, Ric Flair, and I mean, I'm, I mean, I like The Rock just from the you know movies he's in, and Stone Cold Steve Austin's the you know my favorite guy of all time. So I got hooked pretty easily, and I mean, I just watch like it's any other TV show. I have my favorite characters, and I got hooked pretty easily. And I, and I, I, mean, I watch every Monday, Tuesday night as much as I can. Sure, and I'm not. I'm not a big WWE fan myself, but even I recognize the uh, Stone Cold Stunner move you unleashed in the ring in Iowa. <laughs> Why was that your go-to move? Is that just because uh, Steve Austin's your favorite wrestler? Uh, you know, they asked me what I wanted to do, and they, you know, asked me if I wanted to spear a guy or you know do what Gronk did in the ring. You know, just kind of truck stick somebody. But um, I just I want to do something completely authentic. Um, and since he's my favorite wrestler, just. I'll pay a little homage to him, and uh, I, I'm just really uh, happy that I did it the right way and I didn't botch it. Yeah, will the 49ers be allowing you to uh, pull off any more wrestling stunts? Uh, I'm pretty sure as long as I don't get hit, I can do whatever I want. So it's basically a freebie in the ring to do whatever I want. And, you know, I'm like indestructible in the ring because they can't touch me. <laughs> all right, yeah, as long as you don't get hurt, I think uh, I think it should be all good. Yeah. Uh, shifting gears a little, Shifting gears a little bit, uh, just doing some research on you, you've mentioned in some previous interviews how much you value your relationship with your dad, Bruce Kittle. Yep. Bruce played at Iowa, was a co-captain on the 1982 Rose Bowl team. Injuries ultimately cut his pro career short, but what was his impact on your football career? And was it those Iowa roots and your family that made you want to play for the Hawkeyes, or was it something else? I mean, <clears throat> my dad, um, he's the person that got me to play playing football by the time I could walk, and I mean, I have memories of me, you know, just being able to run and be throwing me go balls in our backyard since I can remember. Um, that's just one thing we always did, and and I was lucky enough that um, my dad cared more about his kids and than he did, um, you know, his career. And he uh, he worked a job that allowed him to coach me in every single sport that I ever played in up until my sophomore year of high school. Um, and same with my sister. So, I mean, he was a person that greatly influenced me into, um, you know, playing football. And, you know, just you know, his passion for the game just kind of rubbed off on me, and you know, just I can't imagine my life without football. And just you know, being able to share this experience with him, especially you know, my experience at Iowa, fill the shoes that he you know once wore, that's something that uh, I'll never forget, and it's just incredible. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I, what's his I, role I, in your? 
I'd have to say my dad. I mean, he's a big reason that I went to Iowa. Yeah, what's his role in your day-to-day life now that you're 2,000 miles away out in, out west? <laughs> um, I talk to him almost every day, just, you know, check in, how's the body feeling, make sure that I'm feeling well. Um, you know, just, you know, I can bounce some stuff off of him if I'm confused about, um, you know, something because he, he did coach at Oklahoma and he knows what he's talking about. So, it's, you know, it's fun to just be able to talk football with him or, if I don't want to talk football, I'll talk to me about anything else. I mean, he's even gotten into, he watches occasionally WWE, and he can uh, kind of shoot some stuff with me about that. So that's really fun for me as well. There you go. The world's uh, definitely shrunk with, with all the social media and all the ways we can keep in touch now. Yes. And you have some other prominent family members with connections to Iowa Athletics, correct? Yeah, definitely. Uh, uh, your cousin is Henry, right? Yeah, Henry Craig Coble, he was a tight end with me, and uh, he's with the Broncos. Yeah, what did you learn from him, just playing with him, and then kind of as you guys are taking this professional football journey together? Um, really, from Hank, what I learned was just how much fun you can have playing the game of football. Um, you know, like, it, it's stressful, it is, for a lot of guys, and, you know, it's hard to play when you're stressed out and you're thinking about things all the time. And He's a guy that just show up every day and just, have a great time playing it, um, and you know, being able to play with my with family is just uh, that made the experience even better. So, I, I really <clears throat> just show up and you know, throw a chip on your shoulder, just have fun and enjoy the fact that you're given the opportunity to play a game that you know millions across the world would, you know wish they could play. <clears throat> Absolutely, and is it true you're also cousins with uh, former Hawkeye basketball star, current BTN hoops analyst Jess Settles? Yeah, that is uh, my cousin as well. He's a little taller than you know. A little bit, yeah. He's he's a good six eight or six nine. Oh, yeah. How well do you know him? Do you keep um, in touch with him pretty often? Um, I mean, we we had a bunch of family reunions when I was little growing up, and so I got to be I saw him you know a couple times a year. Um, I see him probably once a year now, but um, occasionally keep in touch with him. He's always just encouraging, you know, telling me that uh, you know just keep going and uh, keep having fun. So. It's, you know, nice to be able to be in touch with him as well. Yeah, I got to know Jess pretty well during the last basketball season. We worked alongside each other, um, and we were in Washington, D.C. together for the Big Ten tournament. And I, I have a pretty funny Jess Settle story I want to tell you, if it, and I want you to tell me if it sounds like him at all. All right. Uh, um, so the tournament was wrapping up, and we were having a uh, post-BTN rap party at the hotel, and... The music was really loud. I was talking to Jess at the party, and he was like, man, this music just sounds really loud, doesn't it? And I'm like, I don't know. I guess it, it's it's kind of loud. And so he goes up to the DJ in the middle of this party with probably 100 people in it and tells him to turn the music down. I just thought that was that was hilarious, and it was something that my dad would probably do too. Oh, yeah, no, he's definitely a dad. I'll give him that. That's, that sounds pretty Jess. Uh, he, 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 likes, uh, he likes being in control of the situation, so that, that sounds like him. That's funny. <laughs> it cracked me up. Uh, he also called you the life of the party in <laughs> an article I read on landof10.com. You want to share a story that might make you worthy of that nickname, how you earned that nickname? Um, I mean, I'm just a guy that uh, I just I love life. I love um, just you know, being a family. So um, I wake up every day with a smile on my face, ready to go. I um, just enjoy uh, you know, being able, you know, the opportunity to play football, but um, I'm just a really positive person. Not a lot gets me down. So I, I just, you know, I feed off other people. So if other people are having a good time, then I'm probably having more of a good time. And uh, and that's about all I get into that. <laughs> Keep it PG. I like it. Yes, sir. Um, 
So I'm going to get into your career a little bit deeper at Iowa. And hey, what, did you know you, that I'm also cousins with uh, Brad Carlson, who pretty sure he still has a home run record at Iowa. I did not know that. So your your Iowa roots and your lineage runs runs pretty deep. I don't know if there's any uh, any yeah. other Hawkeyes that can match up to that. That's pretty impressive. No. My sister played volleyball there too, so got you know almost all the sports covered. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, not bad. You got to uh, now. Now you got to get your kids and uh, just all <laughs> all down the line, all down the family tree, and just you know keep it going. Possibility. So uh, I'm getting into your your stats and your career early on at Iowa and. You redshirted your first year, right? Yeah. And you didn't have a whole lot of uh, a whole lot of numbers. You were probably blocked by some veterans on those teams your freshman and sophomore years. Did you ever get discouraged early on in your career at Iowa? It says you had uh, six catches combined in your first two seasons. Uh, no, not really. I mean, I kind of took it upon myself. It was my fault for not playing. I mean, it's hard, it's hard to play at 225 uh, as a tight end at Iowa. Um, it doesn't really happen unless – you know, you can get the job done, and I, and I wasn't big enough to be able to do that. So, I mean, was I disappointed? Yes, but I knew it was, you know, it was on me. And so um, I took the next two seasons, uh, you know, you know, to my full advantage, and I spent more time, uh, you know, focused on eating, getting the calories just to be able to be at the weight to be able to play. And so once I figured out that it was all on me, then, you know, I just showed up ready to work every single day. Yeah, and you've talked about pretty in detail how it's a big source of pride playing for Iowa after your dad did. But once you got there, did did representing that school create any other sort of pride that you didn't expect going in? Like, did you have any experiences that you couldn't really have foreseen before you got to college? Um, you know, just I mean, there's to me, there's nothing better than swarming onto the field in Kinnick. That was an experience that my dad told me about that I looked forward to, and it. Um, you know, blew my expectations out of the water. Um, and just really the camaraderie, um, you know, with teammates and guys, uh, just being able to know people from, you know, different parts of the country and, you know, being able to work with them every single day, you know, some of them for four to five years. You know, that was a, just experience, um, you know, that, you know, I didn't really expect because, you know, uh, just coming from high school, you don't really have that. Especially me, I, I went to three different high schools. Um, so I didn't, you know, grow up in the same spot. So being able to, you know, be one spot for five years and uh, be with those guys was incredible. Um, I'd say those are some of the, you know, best things that, uh, uh, I, look, I mean, for me at Iowa. Yeah, and as I'm sure you're very well aware of, there is a very decorated history of Iowa tight ends that went on to have great careers in the NFL. Uh, Tony Moyaki and Dallas Clark, among them, among others. So do you feel oh, any pressure yeah. to live up to that sort of – do you, yeah, do you ever feel any pressure to live up to that sort of legacy, or is that something that maybe motivates you as you get started in your career? I mean, um, you know, being at Iowa, I was um, blessed the opportunity to be able to watch film on those guys. Uh, my position coach, uh, Coach Woods, gave us assignments, so we had to watch uh, Tony Moyaki and Dallas Clark, um, and I was also able to watch film like Scott Chandler. Um, is being able to see how they played the game, um, you know, their passion and um, their fire. Um, so that, I really enjoyed watching that, but. You know, I don't think, um, you know, any expectations, not really. Um, you know, I just want to be the best player I can be. And, you know, I got the best coaching I think I possibly could have had in Iowa, and I feel like I'm extremely prepared for this opportunity. And so I'm just, you know, looking forward to be able to, uh, you know, prove that I belong here. Definitely. And I want to get your thoughts on what seems to be an emerging trend in college football, 
especially after your fellow Big Ten tight end, uh, Jake Butt, what he went through in the Orange Bowl. He tore his ACL in the, the last Orange Bowl, and it definitely cost him spots and, and selections in the NFL draft. He likely dropped uh, at least a couple rounds because he tore his ACL. And this comes at a time when we see other players sitting out because they want to avoid injuries and kind of protect that draft stock. Was that ever a discussion in your locker room that you maybe overheard among players to skip a bowl game to protect that investment, like your your future career in the NFL? No, not at all. Um, it's something, I mean, I never heard about it in our locker room. Um, you know, for me personally, I, I couldn't imagine it because, I mean, I was there for five years, and it's my senior bowl game. I've you know seen other guys playing them. I mean, I, I would I would never miss the opportunity. I don't care, you know, um, you know what my projection was. If they project me first round, I I would, I would be in that game no matter what. I wouldn't even think twice about it. Yeah, and I don't think it's going to really become a trend personally because we saw Jake Butt take out insurance before that game. That's something I think we could see a lot of players do going forward. Yeah, I mean that makes also sense. like I mean that brand shares yeah. that at Iowa. I mean that that makes sense. Yeah, definitely, and I'm sure there's plenty of players that have that same mindset you did that, you know, they put all this hard work, blood, sweat, and tears in, and they're not going to let their team down, you know, just because an injury might happen. Yeah, no, I, I, mean, I think that's the mindset for most guys uh, in college. I mean, no one wants to miss their last game. How about now that you're in the NFL, uh, especially playing for a franchise that has seen players retire early due to the dangers of football, like uh, 49ers linebacker, Chris Borland did at just age 24. Does the thought of injury or potential con- concussion, CTE, ever cross your mind, or do you kind of put that out of your head? I, I don't really think about it. Um, I just know how much I love the game of football and how much I just want to play it. Um, so I think that kind of just overtakes, you know, the fear of any type of injury, injury for me. And I just you know, focus on the game I love, and uh, I'm going to play as long as I can, as long as my body will let me. All right, fair enough. Uh, shifting gears to now a little bit of a lighter note, I want to hear about some of your personal experiences off the field since you've been drafted. I know you said you've been shuttling around all over the place and haven't got much time to see the sights, but uh, take me through your first 48 hours or so after you got drafted. Um, after I got drafted? Let's see. I mean, I was at home uh, with some friends and family, and – you know, that was really fun for me, just being able to celebrate, um, especially with my, fa- you know, just my parents. Um, you know, they're, they've, you know, had my back this entire time, and you know, they've definitely, fe- you know, fueled my fire for this game. So, you know, celebrate with them. Um, that was incredible. Uh, let's see. You know, I enjoyed myself. Uh, you know, that night, maybe the next day, but um, you, know, you earned I mean, it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was just it was an overall great experience, and you know, I was back that Monday, uh, back to work with all my teammates at Iowa, working again. So how about your first day or two in the Bay Area? What did you do? Let's see. I got in. I I got in like Sunday night at like 9 p.m. So I had to wake up at six the next day. So I basically unpacked my bag, um, hung out with my roommate Cole Hickatini, uh, the time from Louisville. Hung out with him for a little bit, and I was asleep. And then it was basically Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, till Thursday. It was busy. Um, so Friday was my first day off, and. Um, I basically slept the whole day. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> Have you uh, found a permanent place to live out there yet? I know, I know it's a little tricky with 
the stadium being in Santa Clara and the Bay Area being pretty expensive? Yeah, um, you know, my girlfriend and my parents have looked a lot to that. Uh, I haven't really. Um, not really sure what I'm going to do yet. Um, but I mean, they have places picked out. Uh, I've talked, you know, luckily, you know, I have CJ out here, so bouncing ideas off of him. Um, so, you know, I haven't really thought about it much, but when the time comes, um, you know, I'll try to find some place that's not going to take all my money. <laughs> Where are you staying right now out there? Uh, just a hotel about three minutes away from the facility, so that's nice. It's a quick shuttle every morning. Yeah, and it is kind of weird that they're so far away from, from the city of San Francisco itself. It's, it's like a – it's a pretty far drive, isn't it? Um, I've only made – I've flown out of San Francisco twice, and, yeah, that's about a four-minute drive just to the airport from the hotel. So, it's a, yeah, it's, you're definitely not in San Francisco. It's mostly San Jose, which is – it's nice. I mean, um, I found out that San Francisco, I think, is the second most expensive place to live, and San Jose is the fifth. So, save a little bit of money there. <laughs> Yeah, the uh, the real estate is prime out there, but at least you save three spots worth of <laughs> of uh, living expenses. So that's that's how I looked at it. Exactly. Um, so yeah, you mentioned just a minute ago that your former quarterback at Iowa, C.J. Beathard, was also taken by the 49ers. Uh, how much is that? Uh, his presence there made the transition more comfortable for you in San Francisco. Uh, it helped out a lot. <clears throat> just. He comes from the same system that I did. Um, I got to, you know, catch passes for him for five years, so we have a pretty good rhythm together. Um, you know, I, I got a good feel for the pass that he throws. So that's um, it's fun uh, just being able to hang out with him, uh, play some NHL once in a while. Um, it's, you know, it, it, it does make it easier to have a friend out here. You know, I also, uh, it's crazy is that two of the guys that I worked out with at the Exos in Dallas are here as well in Trent Taylor and Jimmy Gilbert. So that was um, it's pretty exciting as well. So I know a couple guys that are here. Yeah, it's definitely nice. So uh, also now that those NFL checks are rolling in, I know we said the Bay Area is expensive, but have you made your first big purchase yet as a pro football player? <clears throat> uh, no, I don't really plan on making one. I know. I, I got a car that runs just right. Um, yeah. I think I think my big purchase is probably going to be the rent I start paying in August. <laughs> What kind of car you got? Uh, I drive a 06 Forerunner. No, sorry, 2004 Forerunner. Okay. I know people made a big deal about Mitchell Trubisky of the Bears, that he showed up to a rookie minicamp driving like a 97 Camry, and everyone's like, oh, look at this guy. He's got this NFL money now, and he's so humble with driving the Camry. But, you know, like you said, if the, the car runs fine, why get a new one? Uh, that's all I am, man. Um, don't think, I, you know, it's it's going to take a little bit to get it out here because it's, it's a 28-hour drive, so – Think about shipping it. <laughs> I don't want to make yeah, that drive myself. Yeah, you might have to uh, maybe pay pay a buddy to to haul <laughs> it out there for you. That's a possibility. Um, I know you've just been having OTAs and, and rookie mini camp, but have you had your real welcome to the NFL moment yet, where you just kind of it kind of hit you like I've arrived, or, or has that not really happened yet? No, I don't think it has. Um, no, I'm still part of me is still like you know living the dream, you know, just kind of relishing it. But, um, you know, I'm just trying to absorb absolutely everything I can. Um, basically like a sponge, all the information, you know, you know, there's veterans here that I can learn from, uh, tips and stuff. I mean, I, um, I've already been told to get six month lease instead of a year long lease. So that was interesting from a veteran. 
Um, you yeah. know, just trying to learn absolutely everything I possibly can. And, um, know that, you know, the, like that moment will probably hit me when I finally get to put pads on. But, um, mm-hmm. so far, you know, I'm just playing the game that I love. So was the six month lease comment kind of like, you know, don't get too comfortable. Like you never know. It's a business. <laughs> oh, that, um, that and he was just like, I mean, after the season, I mean, no one really, like you're going to want to go home. I mean, that was his big take on it. He's like, and you don't know if you're going to want to live there again, but just, you know, not having to pay for something for a year is basically what he was talking about. Sure. Getting a little financial advice. It's always good. Yeah, it works for me. Definitely. So you mentioned the veterans and the teammates. Do you have any teammates that, and you don't have to name names here, but are there any guys that, that really scare you that, like, you look at them, you're like, I don't want to get tangled up with that guy if things get heated in training camp? Um, no, no, you know what? Um, I mean, my attitude is you know, I'm not going to start any fights, but if somebody wants to fight me, I guess uh, <laughs> I guess I'll uh, give, them my, uh, give them all I got. So, um, you know, I'm just trying to enjoy myself, and I think all the guys here are really looking forward to the coaching staff. Um, and just, you know, the way it's being run. Um, I, so I, think, I think everyone's just trying to do their best, and I haven't really noticed any, um, you know, fights or scuffles yet. So, you know, but when the time comes, I'll be looking forward to it. <laughs> yeah, you see those fights on hard knocks, and <laughs> and it always seems to build camaraderie after. So either that or the, the, the rookie who starts it that was an undrafted guy gets cut. So either way, it should be, uh, should be interesting. Yeah, it definitely will be. And just I wanted to get into your interactions with your new head coach, your new GM. How has it been transitioning and learning under John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan? Um, I mean, I don't get to talk to Coach. I mean, uh, Mr. Sh- uh, sorry, Mr. Lynch every day. Um, I see him occasionally, you know, just to say hi. Um, you know, he's a guy that I wish I could sit down with for uh, a couple hours, just talk football with him. But, uh, you know, I've got to be in, like, team meetings and then, like, offensive meetings with Coach Shanahan. And, I mean, it's just – I love um, hearing guys talk about football, that you can tell that they love it because um, he's definitely a guy that just absolutely loves the game of football and um, everything that comes with it. So being able to learn from a guy like that, um, it, you know, it helps me out a lot because that's a guy that I want to play for, and uh, he makes it easy to play the game. All right, George, before I let you go, just a couple more uh, lighthearted questions here. Have you had any time yet to do anything for fun, sightseeing-wise, around the area? Anything like, you know, you got Alcatraz out there, you got the Golden Gate Bridge, you got the Warriors in the NBA playoffs right now. Have you got a chance to do anything like that? <laughs> Absolutely not. I've done, that. I've done nothing. Hopefully uh, this Memorial Day weekend I'll be able to um, – do something, I guess. You know, um, actually, I saw the Golden Gate Bridge. I was uh, when I was flying out of San Francisco, I think. So that's about, that's yeah. Hopefully, about, yeah. Hopefully, I can get up there. Hopefully, um, during um, Memorial Day, you'll have a chance to let loose a little bit. Yeah, I mean, just you know, being able to sightsee and stuff. Probably gonna rent a car so I can actually go explore. For sure. And last question. Uh, I noticed in your a lot of your interviews, you wore a barstool sports hat. <laughs> Do you consider this? You consider this your official uh, kind of tryout or, or pregame for a, a, maybe a pardon my take appearance in the near future? You know, I listen to pardon my take every episode that comes out. I'm a little bit behind right now because I haven't had the time, but um, I absolutely love uh, pardon my take and just barstool and um, just their take on you know sports and you know things in general and. 
just a comedic take. Um, he's incredible, and I absolutely love listening to him. So hopefully one day I can get on uh, that podcast because that would uh, make my day. Yeah, uh, part of my take always reminds me not to take myself too seriously as a exactly. member of the sports media <laughs> industry. And I'll be, I have to catch myself because I'll be on the train riding into work listening to it and just almost oh, busting out laughing. So oh, it's, yeah. it's hilarious. It's one of my favorite things. All right, George, that's all I got for you tonight. Uh, thanks again for taking the time out of your busy schedule to join me and uh, live it up out west, all right? Hey, definitely. Thank you so much for having me on. Thanks again to George for joining me. And I know a dude with a 4-5, 40-yard dash and a ridiculous vertical leap at that size probably shouldn't be underestimated in any potential training camp scuffles, even as a rookie. So we'll definitely have to keep an eye out to see if Kittle mixes it up out there in Silicon Valley. And before we wrap up, I also want to thank my producer, Wes White, for helping put this together. As always, I did forget to thank him on last week's episode, and I will not let that happen again. Sorry, Wes. So thanks again to him, and thanks to everyone out there for listening. And of course, don't forget to subscribe and download on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Podbean. And if you don't listen to any of those platforms, let me know and we'll get it out wherever it needs to be. Talk to you next time on the BTN Podcast.